1: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com, Facebook, Instagram, or... I'm not Instagram. Twitch or YouTube. (laughs) Instagram.
0: Not on Instagram.
1: MySpace. Friendster. We are, yeah. If you're watching us on, like, one of those, like, old Nokia phones where you can, wa- like, do the— Oh, play, Snake. Play Snake. <laughs> or you're listening to us on the podcast on your Nokia phone, uh, which <laughs> you can subscribe to on the podcast a vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's the former Lano High School homecoming princess. She's Ashley Pickle.
0: Uh, yeah, if I'm gonna be known for one thing, that's the that's one what thing. I want. Like, I if you that's... ask me right now, what do you want like on you your die. tombstone? If you, died you die what's today, your legacy? what do we put on? Twenty fourteen Lano Homecoming Princess, which it. basically means I was the first loser,
2: comma State Mariachi Reporter. Yeah, yes,
0: there we fine. go. See, now that's a that's a real brag for me. Nineteen nineteen
1: ninety six. Crapple Crossing Elementary 4th Grade Geography of champion. That's me.
0: <laughs> did, you ever, did, you, did you ever get a hold of the librarian to she see wrote, if your plaque was yeah, still in there? Yeah, she wrote back. It's not?
1: mm oh.
0: You're washed. You're officially washed really
1: now. Uh, those other voices, the other voice you heard, <laughs> uh, is over in the Dave Campbell's text wall, text wall, the Greg Powers from Warrior Power Zone with Greg Powers. Hi, Greg. Greg.
2: Second grade. <laughs> awesome. Second grade. <laughs> Second place, spelling bee, almost champion. Se- powers.
1: So, so, uh, spelling bee runner up. Runner up. <laughs> Do you remember the word that?
2: Libraries.
0: Oh. Libraries,
1: plural. Oh, f that word. Okay, yeah. I'm oh. sorry. No, you know
0: what? Yes,
2: I definitely like. Did you see there was no hesitation? like libraries? <laughs> like I knew exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> but my favorite part was
1: just.
2: <coughs> Greg. Greg.
1: <laughs> I, I I, it's cause I threw them all because I threw him off because I called him Greg. Um, yeah. Libraries. <laughs> Greg. Li, libraries is a bad word. That's a, yeah. That's a bad. That's a especially for I a second a grade. grade. Yeah.
0: That's, that's me. I used to get made fun of because I said the, I said libraries. that word wrong. Library. I said library. Libraries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little library, like wow. it was definitely the country accent. But yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Today
1: is, uh, I can see things that you don't shake sometimes. Today is Wednesday, <laughs> April seventh, twenty twenty one. Two hundred thirty two days till Thanksgiving. Episode one thousand one hundred forty two. One thousand one hundred forty two. This is the number of innings pitched by Len Barker in his last year's Texas Rangers career. One hundred fourteen point two innings from nineteen seventy six to nineteen seventy
0: eight. We're getting mm-hmm. super close to being. To 1150 is the number, right? No, it's only 1170. I'm going to have
2: to convert him to Reds statistically. Yeah, maybe
1: we'll go to Reds. It's fine. I mean, they have a longer history than the Rangers, so they theoretically have have the longest history. Yeah, I was going to say they've had more players, so we could just move them to Reds. Uh, You know, if I get tired of reading out players from from one godforsaken franchise. Um,. On today's show, my friends, uh, we got powers here. So we're going to do this week in recruiting, the newest, or the latest news and notes from the recruiting trail across the state of Texas. And then, back after the show, a big-time guest, a guy who's going to have his name mentioned twice in this podcast in both <laughs> sectors, Uh four-pin high-tower wide receiver, Caleb Douglas, who's had a uh, – well, we'll get to that. No, we'll get to that. Uh, it, it, it's we don't to, need to tease. <laughs> it's good to be Caleb David- Douglas right now. Good to yep. be Caleb Douglas. Uh, not just because you get interviewed by Greg Powers. So uh, we'll have that coming up here in the back half of the show if you stay tuned with us now. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in recruiting. Feeling This
2: Week in Recruiting. He's a double fist pump in Greg
1: Powers of Next Level <laughs> <laughs> Athlete. Uh, follow him on Twitter at gpowerscout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. See his fine work at texasfootball.com recruiting. And, of course, This Week in Recruiting is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. It tastes good. I can't do any better than that.
0: Greg! (laughs) Chicken Express.
1: (laughs) Chicken Express. It tastes good. Which is objectively true. Objectively true. It is absolutely true. That's truth (laughs) in advertising. Um, This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers, an ex-level athlete. Uh, A lot to get to in this uh, week's uh, recruiting notebook dump. We will start... With our prospect on the rise, he's in the the open, and stay tuned for more of this gentleman, (laughs) but it's four-pin high-tire wide receiver Caleb Douglas. Uh, This is a guy who has had a really nice week. He picked up three offers uh, from Texas Tech, from Virginia Tech, and from Colorado State. He's already got a couple of offers, including in-state offers from Baylor, Houston, and Rice. Um, Overall, yeah, good to be Caleb Douglas right now feels like people are starting to take notice of what this Fort high tower uh soon to be senior has been doing
2: our interview with caleb couldn't have lined up any better timing wise because he's just been on a meteoric rise within the state ranks he transitioned from quarterback to wide receiver um and i think the the best way to probably describe his game on the field is smooth i mean he's a smooth route runner he's has a big frame at six foot three he's long Uh, He's able to work deep down the field um, and use his length to his advantage and make big plays. And one thing that I really liked, as I, you know, not only did research to do the interview for him and then also a little bit more to, you know, as he continued to pick up offers this week to work his way up to the, you know, the the position of prospect on the rise is – You know, he just seems to have the it factor on and off the field. You know, he's a guy who gets it. He's really pleasant to talk to, super smart. Um, I threw his offer from Rice here on the list. I don't think he's going to end up at Rice. Uh, He's got some heavy hitters coming after him, but he's academically sound Mm. as well. And I think that's really important. Um, Has the endorsement from his coaches. His coaches down there really like him. Says he's one of these guys who shows up to everything Mm -hmm. so if you're a college who's listening to this broadcast and you haven't (laughs) yet offered Caleb Douglas there's not a better endorsement that he has the size the speed and all the intangibles that you look for away from the field to be a guy that should probably make your roster better
1: yeah most certainly that's uh that's something to keep an eye on and of course we will have more from Caleb Douglas coming up here at the back half of the show with Greg Powers with a conversation with that young man coming up here. Uh, let's now move on to our Commit of the Week. Our Commit of the Week, we're going to the DFW Metroplex to talk about uh, 2022 Dallas Skyline running back Quaylon Farrar. Um,
0: did I say that right? Farrar? Yep.
1: Okay, good. I want to make sure. Um, he has committed to North Texas. <laughs> um Over offers. He had offers from Houston, from Mizzou, from Tennessee, from KU, a bunch of different places. Um, I'll say this: he's not the biggest running back that's ever existed in the world—five eight, hundred 170 pounds. But uh, you watch the film, and um, it doesn't matter how big you are. Whenever all you're seeing is tail lights, and, and that seems to be the case with Quaylen Farrar.
2: Yeah, he's one of these guys who's uh, described as a speed burner, yeah. you know. And and what I really like about watching him on the highlight tape is. He has the speed to get outside to the edge and make defenses pay, but he's built pretty well, too. Yeah. I mean, he's not a guy who you say he's not tall. I mean, you can say he's not tall, yeah. but he's stout. You yeah. know, he can run through arm tackles. He's thick in the lower body to, to I think, get the distinction that he's a guy who can remain at running back. And sometimes these guys with his stature – are really tough to tackle in college. You know, you they can hide behind the offensive linemen where you can't necessarily see them as a linebacker to get your hands on them. And before you know it, they're running past you. And he's that type of guy. And, and I think this is a huge pickup for North Texas, not only from the standpoint um, that he can fit into that offense very well, but he picked North Texas over some pretty premium offers. I mean, he picked North Texas over Houston, Kansas, Missouri, and Tennessee. Uh, so this is a, a, a pretty big get for UNT. Yeah,
1: most certainly. They list him on, on the questionnaire running a 4-4. I would like to – I'm always hesitant whenever coaches say that a guy's that fast. Um but at the same time, this guy strikes me as one of those guys that if you were to laser time him, it would be a really good time. And then you go on the field, and he doesn't lose that step. He's got that game speed as well. Because there are guys, and now we're in you know, NFL draft season, everybody's paying attention to, to pro days and stuff like that. There are guys who you get them into, you know, as, as some coaches usually call it, you get them playing underwear football, right? And they're burners. But then you put pads yep. on them, and suddenly they lose a step. That's not the case of this guy. He seems like he's just as fast, you know, with pads on. That that yeah, I believe it. whenever coach lists him at a four four forty.
2: Our friend Guy Fraser had a great take on him. He mm-hmm. wrote an article about him um, almost a year ago, and I had to pull a sentence from that article to put into the notebook today. And I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. He is the definition of a spark plug, and the muscles in his legs act like pistons. On a train as he accelerates. Love that quote.
0: I can see that. Good job, guy. I can see that. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: So uh, Quaylen Ferrar, the newest commit to Caw. the North Texas Mean Green. Uh, Pickle's <laughs> going to get her number four Ferrar jersey. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the next level athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. #Hashtag TF Today. Let's move to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week. We're going to go west and we're going to think small. We're going to go to post the, the antelope old gold antelopes to talk about their soon to be junior linebacker Isaiah Crawford who has picked up an offer from Texas Tech um this is a guy who's already got offers from places like Baylor and SMU um he uh, of course helped post get to the state championship game last year a big reason why they were there uh, a dominant force on the defense as just a sophomore uh Texas Tech makes a lot of sense to offer him mm-hmm. considering anybody who's driven from DFW to, uh, to Lubbock <laughs> knows you got to go through post uh, and yeah this is for a guy at the 2A level to have an offer sheet like that before he starts his junior year yeah there's something special about Isaiah Crawford or, yeah Isaiah Crawford
2: I always remember post for uh, there's just a random factoid here I always remember post for the the ending of hell or high water.
1: Yes, that's right. That is isn't post. Yeah. Oh, that's a great
2: movie. i want to watch that. You say small when you said post, but Isaiah Crawford's not small. 6'4", 210 pounds. He's a guy who dominates, you know, at that level. And that's what you really want to see. When you pop on a tape for one of these guys playing at 2A and you say they're going to be playing at the Power 5 level in college, you want to see them absolutely crushing the competition. And he is – like suplexing dudes out there on tape. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it. he's doing things out there that really are eye-opening eye and awe-inspiring at times. Uh, he's bigger, faster, and stronger than almost everybody who he plays against, and that will be a little bit of a transition for him in college, but I think that he has all the tools that, that you're looking for at that hybrid defensive end outside linebacker position. I mean, he's still got two years of high school ball left. He may grow into just being called a D-end, by the time it's all said and done, but right now he's one of those guys who you just can't say, Oh, well, Isaiah, go put your hand on the ground and only play this. They want to use him all over the place. And he gets some touches on offense and, and is just one of those guys who. I wouldn't be surprised if he he could lead his team back to the state championship game again this year. And that that game was a pretty good game. I mean, Shiner had some dudes too.
1: Yeah. Uh, Post, of course, boasted uh, before they go into the state championship game, I know they boasted the you know the best defense in 2A and and, and one of the best defenses in the state. And, and a big reason why is Isaiah Crawford. And, and when you're getting that kind of production from a guy who's just a sophomore, I mean, there's a lot of room to grow. Uh, but you're right. I think when you get to the 2A level – uh, I, I kind of view it in the same way as sometimes I view it with the, with the private school ranks because private school ranks uh, can be uneven. They're yep. like the, the good teams are really, really good, mm-hmm. but there's a big gap between the haves and the have-nots in the private school ranks. And so whenever somebody says this guy's really good at the private school ranks, I need to see him going out there and, and showing out. You know what I mean? I need to see him dominating. And you see that – it's kind of a similar situation with places like – uh, a situation like at the 2A level with Isaiah Crawford at post – I need to see him dominate. Okay. Mission accomplished. I'm seeing him dominate.
2: This is a guy that the Red Raiders need to get. He's in West Texas. He's a you know, this is just if you have this player there, this is just one of those guys that you have to have. And and, and I think he'll get some really good offers to consider, but he's one of those people um that Texas Tech has to be all in on. Yes. And i was glad to see them offer. They actually made a a, a significant offer wave in state. This week, and he was one of those guys who was one of the recipients of that, uh, one of those Texas Tech offers, uh, but good to see them starting to mix it up and getting in, in with a lot more guys in-state, which they do a really good job of recruiting in-state anyway. Uh, they just haven't been as um, aggressive with their offer game lately.
1: Tech's, tech's an interesting situation. We'll move on in just a moment, but Tech's an interesting situation because I think when you're – if you're at the University of Texas, if there is – an like, there are enough – Great prospects in the Austin area that you don't have to bat a thousand. You know what I mean? There's right. enough great ones. SMU, SMU's in DFW. There's enough great prospects in the DFW metroplex. You don't have to bat a thousand. But I would say that with Tech and with Baylor in Waco, um, and then I would also say you know places like I would you know obviously a different situation, but places like UTEP, right? You are like with with places like El Paso and Lubbock and Waco. You, if you got great players in your town, you probably need to bat close to a thousand with these guys. And this feels like an important prospect to prove that Tech has still got that drawing power. Uh, that this is a guy who's down the road, who theoretically, I don't know if he grew up in Post, but if he did, he probably grew up going to Tech games, right? This is a guy you need to you need to haul
2: in. And I think they make could make a good case for yeah. for him too. They've sent out. You know, we did a story on Hot Take Tuesday. Week or so ago, two weeks back, about top defensive prospects going in the NFL draft. Well, two of those were linebackers who played at Tech. Yeah. So, I mean, they have an interesting case I think that they can make. We don't re- really necessarily look at Texas Tech as a defensive stalwart, but mm-hmm. they do produce NFL talent on the defensive side of the ball and I think that they can sit down in someone's living room and make that case and say this is what we've done you could be next you know and I think that's a compelling case to make
0: and I think it's also one of those things we always talk about it with East Texas and West Texas is the same way people from those regions of the state typically enjoy staying there yeah now, we have. see coaches like obviously the college side of the East Texas is a little bit different but coaches want to go back to yeah. East Texas. They'll take a lower job to go back to East Texas because they just love that yeah, portion of the it's, state. Yeah, it's a roots situation. Exactly. And
1: so uh, keep an eye on this one by Isaiah Crawford, the 2023 post-offensive lineman offer, or offensive linebacker, outside linebacker, offensive linebacker, whatever. Outside linebacker. <laughs> Defense. Sports. picked up an offer. Greg. Greg. Round it all out <laughs> with our recruit of the Week. Our recruit of the Week back at the W Metroplex. We go with soon-to-be senior wide receiver Stephon Johnson from Lancaster. He has pulled the trigger. He is committed. He had offers from all over the place, including a big group of offers from the Pac-12. Um, a lot of offers from the Pac-12. He is going to the Pac-12. Quack, quack, says Stephon Johnson. He is heading to Oregon. He's our number 67 prospect in the of Hot 100 uh, at that prospect factory down there at, at Lancaster. Uh, and a guy who is a true, you, you call him a powerhouse receiver. Uh, a guy that I think could make a big impact for the Ducks.
2: He's a guy listed at six foot one seventy five, and I'm surprised by that because he plays so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, he works the middle of the field extremely well. A strong hands, and, you know, I was glad that he made his commitment this week, even though we had an in-state commitment in Farrar to, to throw the commit of the week to. I have been wanting to talk about this guy um, and haven't had enough opportunity to do so. At number 67 in the state, he's – probably going to be one of these guys who can outplay that ranking. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and we have a lot of talented, especially wide receivers in the state of Texas, every class, um, and some of them just don't end up as four stars. Like last year, the guy that I still um, have nightmares about that I missed <laughs> their ranking is Jerron Bradley um, from DeSoto. This, Johnson is in that type of mold where he could be one of those guys you feel like if he's not a four-star that you messed up, you know, there's only 50 spots for that and he's in that range and he has all the skill sets that you look for in a top tier wide receiver. And guess what? Oregon has been known to produce a pretty good receiver too. two. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those guys move on to play in the NFL. So it's a fast paced offense that he's moving on to. They're going to get him the football and you always need a guy who can go over the middle of the field to to pick up first downs and move the chains? And he's that gritty, grimy receiver who kind of brings everything to the table, but also has that—he's yeah. not afraid. Does the dirty work. Yeah,
1: does the dirty work, runs the tough routes, and 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 you know that continues a trend that we're seeing. And I've, I've mentioned that this, but we—I was doing the uh, recruiting between the numbers piece for Texas for the upcoming 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I don't think it's any surprise that Texas put out more receivers than any other state in the class of 2020—2021, uh, rather. Uh, 30, nearly 35% of all of the FBS signees at the receiver spot came from Texas. Wow. 45 receivers signed FBS uh, you know, letters of intent. Uh, Texas also led in quarterbacks. 40% of the quarterbacks came from Texas. 26 FBS—I mean, even by great quarterback class standards— 26 FBS signees at the quarterback spot is ridiculous. Texas also led the nation in tight ends, in safeties, in tackles, in all three places on the, on the offensive line, guards, uh, centers, and tackles, uh, as well as they led at inside linebacker and at defensive end, Those wow. are the places that Texas led. Florida led at athlete, cornerback, defensive tackle, and outside linebacker. Uh, Our friends in Australia led in punchers.
0: Yes. Uh, Shout out Pro Kick. (laughs) uh,
1: Arizona led in long snappers, if you're interested in that. Uh, And then, this is one thing that I found interesting. One fullback signed in the class of 2021. And he was from.
2: Let me guess. Wisconsin.
1: No. Dang. You'll never guess it. It's honestly weird. I I was blown away. Hawaii. No. You got to think even weirder. Alaska. You got to think even weirder. Oh, he's from like he's a di- Canada he's from the District of Columbia. OK, he's from D.C. Uh, oh, yeah. One and who, who's I got to pull this up. I got to pull the database and figure out who signed him. But uh, yeah, they uh, there was one.
0: Um, they know something that no one else knows. It
1: was Maryland. Maryland signed a fullback <laughs> from the District of Columbia.
2: Was it DeMatha High School?
1: Ooh, I, I would need to look that up. I don't know, but yes, there you go. There's your fun fact of the week. Nice. One full, one I full,
2: fact. full back. I have yet to create a fullback profile. It's, and, a, di- it's DCTF. a dying breed,
1: breed, brother. It's a dying, dying breed. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there you go. That'll be coming up in the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Also coming up in the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the fine work of Greg Powers, excellent athlete. Follow him on Twitter at. D, uh, G Power Scout, a next level athlete on, at next level D1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And thanks again to our good chicken friends
2: at Chicken Eggs. It tastes good. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> we're at
1: Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Prove your Texanness. Become a card-carrying Texan if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. We love football in the state more than anybody, uh, and you can prove that you uh, are part of that club if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, To become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com, plus two magazines, uh, including our legendary summer edition, all for less than a dime a day. Pretty darn good stuff there. texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Powers, who would you talk to this week?
2: We talked to Fort Bend Hightower wide receiver Caleb Douglas, a man who brings it on and off the field and has been on a meteoric recruiting rise. He's already got a couple of official visits scheduled, so hear from the man himself.
3: Greg Powers, Dave Campbell's Texas football, here with CD4 Caleb Douglas, man, High Tower High School. Man, congratulations first and foremost on the recruiting rise. We'll get to the recruiting in a bit, but, man, you've been blowing up.
4: What's it been like? Uh, it's been been crazy. It all happened like just like that, cause like first I was playing quarterback, I got like a little a little clout, and then like this year when I play receiver, it just happened like so fast. Like everybody's calling, like it just I was like, dang, just it was like very overwhelming. Man, you helped set me up for my very next question
3: and what it was going to be. You mentioned playing quarterback. Um, just kind of talk about what that was like transitioning from quarterback to wide receiver and then also how you feel like maybe playing quarterback helped you learn uh, about the game of football.
4: Uh, the transition it, it wasn't it really wasn't hard because I, I know for a fact I could always catch. It was really just like my route running and like my coach coach Carter, he helped me a lot. getting my feet right, switching my hips like did, like he over like he helped me like do like become a whole wide receiver. And then, like, how it helps me, like, it helps, like, so, like, say if I'm running, like, out route on cover two, I wouldn't take the out route all the way down by the flat because there's going to be a DB there. So, I, like, stop. It just helps me find the holes in coverages, basically.
3: Man, uh, playing at Hightower, I know in Fort Bend ISD, you guys have a lot of rivalries. It's always a hotly contested game every Friday night. I mean, is it, like, a big game going on? What's it like playing there? And, and and I know you play alongside a lot of other, like, D1 guys and play against D1 guys. So, just kind of talk about playing for Hightower, playing in Fort Bend.
4: Uh, like, playing in Fort Bend and Hightower is something about – everybody wants to beat us. Like, everybody plays their best game against us. I have no reason why, but – so, like, We play anybody. We have to be on our p's and q's because they have like they have like a chip on their shoulder that they just want to beat us. So we have to always come and be prepared. Just kind of
3: talk about the competition that you face, man. I'm looking at you know, and you're just in your district last year. Is like some of some really good teams like Manville and Richmond Foster. I mean, it seems like every week, you know, Angleton didn't even win a district game. Last year, but for a long time, Angleton's always one of the really good teams in Texas. So, I mean, it seems like every weekend you got to go up and get somebody that, you know, is probably a D1 guy lining up
4: across from you. Yeah, man, I say man will have to be our toughest competition this year. We played them twice. We lost, you know, we lost both times. We, like, we, like, we have to, like, we, we didn't – I did say we didn't prepare good, but we stopped playing in the second half a lot of the game. So like we thought we won, so we was like, oh, we good. And since they're, like, hot competitors too, so they were like, oh, no, just because y'all up right now doesn't mean anything. So they came back and, you know, what they want and all that. And Angleton, Angleton, they've always been good. So, like, this year we were expecting them to be better than what they were. So, like, we played to our like top tier. That's why we had broke the – Gino had broke the record with the throwing touchdowns. So, like, we was already. Uh,
3: Wise us up to some of the, you know, the culture in Houston. Um, you're jumping in the bus. You're having to go to the game. Uh, you get ready to play Manville. It's a big game. You know you're gonna to have to go get some D1 guys. Uh, what do you have on your playlist? What are you listening to to get hype for the game?
4: Hype for the game. My favorite rapper is Little Uzi Vert, so I always play him. Any any Little Uzi song is like the go-to. Any go. He's any any song is my go-to. It don't even matter. Nice. And is there food there? You know, like, I know
3: you got a lot. Of, we're getting ready to dive into some recruiting stuff. I know you got a lot of offers is coming in from out of state. But in the in the H-Town area, is there like a food joint that's like, you know, if you're coming here, you got to go get this?
4: Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, me and my girlfriend, we go to this place called the Burger Joint a lot. So, like, this place is like, when I say their burgers are top tier, they're, they're top tier. Like, their burgers are great. You're hearing it, DCTF
3: fans. We have a lot of foodies at Dave Campbell's Texas football. We're talking food all the time. So you're hearing it from Caleb Douglas. If you're in the, if you're in the eight, go by the burger joint and check that out. Um, here we go, man. We're going to dive into some recruiting stuff. You know, you picked up another big offer uh, most recently from Big 12 in Texas Tech. Uh, uh, just kind of talk about what you, what you know about the Red Raiders and how happy you are to have an option to play a P5 in-state.
4: Oh, I like the Red Raiders a lot. Can they throw the ball. Like they throw the ball a lot. The ball's always in the air at 10. And the coach Darren Filani, he's a great he's a great wide receiver coach. He has a lot of experience with the wide receivers. So that's that's a that's a good school. Uh,
3: you know, the Red Raiders aren't the only in state big program that's coming after you. Uh Baylor Bears, man. They also stepped up for you and I know that uh, that's another team in the Big 12 that you're probably really going to consider, and you also have, uh, you, you know, an offer from Houston. So I mean, there's a, a school close to home, uh, as well that you could consider. So kind of talk a little bit about Baylor. Talk a little bit about Houston.
4: Baylor, I talked, I talked to Baylor like a lot. Like I talked, like after they offer, they became like, like my, my speed dial. Like I called them, they called me. We have conversations all the time. And U of H is like the same way. Like, U of H, like, Tyron Carrier, that's, that's my boy. We talk a lot. He's like, he's like a father figure. Uh, man, I'm looking at your offer
3: list, and, you know, something really jumps out to me when I look at it. All the academic institutions like Rice and Tulane and Vanderbilt are coming after you as well, which means that you're not only taking care of what you need to take care of on the field, you're bringing your A game off the field in the classroom What's it mean to you to have like schools like that? You know, like I know Rice is a big time, Vanderbilt, big time academic school, you know, near Ivy League. Um, so does that mean
4: something to you to have those
3: schools coming for you too? Yes, it means a lot. It means like,
4: like for me, I've always been big on my grades. Like, I, I hate having C's in my portal. I always make sure they're A's and B's. And if it's a B, I'm trying to make sure it's like an 85 or higher. So I make sure every time I turn all my work on time, I don't do assignments like last minute. I make sure everything is to a T and I have a schedule set. Nice. Um, You know, the fog is starting to
3: lift, man. The clouds are rising on recruiting as the pandemic is starting to get under the control. And there's hope of going out and taking some visits now and going out and seeing some schools. Um, Are there a few schools on your list right now that you feel like you have to go
4: out and make sure that you see? Or do do
3: you have any visits set up
4: yet? Uh, I have I have one for Baylor, uh, June 18th and 20th, and Utah, uh, 25th and 27th of June. Are you pretty excited to be able to get out and
3: go see some of these programs now in person? Talk yes. To the, you mean actually get to talk to the coaches in person.
4: Yeah, like I, can't, I can't wait. I know they'll probably be like, okay, this guy is actually really tall in person, and I can't see them, how they like talk and act, all of that, all of that, all of, that, all of this stuff.
3: Um, when it comes down to it, man, you got two official visits scheduled? Do you have a timeline in your mind on like when you want to have it done, or do you feel like because of everything that's been going on, you need to to stretch it out as long as you can or are you thinking about a decision at all
4: um I'm like I'm like trying to stretch out as far as possible I'm trying to gotcha. – of like my first my first game, I'll probably say something.
3: Gotcha. And when it comes down to it, man, like what are the things that you can't live without? What has that school got to have?
4: Got to have a good community and like a great coach staff. Like I want to be able to talk to the coach like that's like my brother, if you understand that. At that time, I probably, I'd i be grown then. So like, everybody, I know I should be in like a kid standpoint, but like I just be able to come to him as a man and like have like talking things about just life, not just about football all the time.
3: Last question for me, man, and, and this is a, a key point because those colleges that are after you and their fan bases that are going to be watching this interview, they want to know what you're bringing to the table. So what is a college program going to get in Caleb Douglas when it is time to make that commitment and you do step out on the field uh, under, you know, on Saturday night for the first
4: time? What what are you bringing? I'm going to have a hardworking – like receiver, like you throw the ball in my area, anywhere it's gonna be my ball. So just anywhere, just throw it up, I'm, I'm gonna have you. You heard it. He's a man who's gonna go up and get you the football.
3: That's Caleb Douglas from Fort Bend Hightower. Man, thanks for the time and good luck with your decision-making process. And of course, good luck on your senior season upcoming. Appreciate it.
1: There he is, Caleb Douglas, the Fort Bend Hightower wide receiver, talking with our own Greg Powers here on Texas Football Today. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Hey, Powers, thanks for uh, for stopping by.
0: Greg. (laughs) He doesn't like us. I don't think he likes you. I think he likes me. Can you blame him? No, not really.
1: Thanks again to Caleb Douglas, Fork, and Hightower for being our guest. For Greg Powers and Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. Remember, no show tomorrow. We will see you Friday on Texas Football Today.